we're gonna get famous for no, something we're not <laughs> eric here's the thing with us here's yeah. the thing with us yeah this is this is what i've always known to be true since i since you and i joined forces at a young age yes me and you work really well together yes one of these days we're going to do something that catches and we'll get a <laughs> some kind of recognition and and fame is not the not rest necessarily the right word but we'll you have know, a corner of existence where we'll have people that like us it's kind of uh perfect that you're saying that like right as we're about to dive into this episode yeah because it's like it's like yeah man this was a great experiment it was really fun yeah <laughs> better luck next time <laughs> Maybe, maybe our next project, Joel. Maybe our next project's gonna be good, and and, and will actually lead to something. But this, but <laughs> hey, man, we gave it our best, and yeah. uh, it was a fun ride, <laughs> and we really gave it our all. Should we should we start recording? Yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's do it. Oh my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Quiet, man. Do not say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am. Don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here. Do it. Stop running. Go back in. Do not run. Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark, the only podcast with the patience to say, <laughs> wow, really? Three in a fucking row? Ooh. There is no bottom, is there, Zach, huh? Uh, I'm, I am Joel. And I am Eric Hoofnagel, and we've reached bedrock. Have we? I don't know, man. This is certainly a new low. We may get lower. We may get lower, Joel. But for me, <laughs> for me, I've hit, I've hit bedrock. <laughs> You've okay. hit the rock bottom of this podcast. Oh yeah, there there were some points where, I, like, I was like, "What am I doing?" This is an episode where it's it's almost like turn it off walk away don't ever reach out just shut the shutter the podcast <laughs> shut it down we we uh, we have spent enough time yeah, around just, this material just, just turn off the patreon just end yep. it all we're done yep. it can't be helped zach bagans almost killed come fight me in the dark in the past with this episode with his mediocrity <laughs> as we talk about <laughs> ghost adventures season six episode eight rose hall jamaica me brother <laughs> oh god don't even one time i went down to jamaica to a place called rose hall plantation and they tell stories about the place and about the great house at rose hall that many, many years ago, there came from the country of Haiti a lady named Annie Palmer who lived in that great house there. Nope. And she was a mistress of the plantation. She was the boss. Nope. Her word was law. Raw. Well, they tell a lot of tales about Annie. They say she had three husbands. Nope. One at a time, I guess. But they also tell tales about Annie 
and the slaves. There were about 5,000 slaves on the plantation. She had her favorites, and she had the ones that weren't her favorites. Wrong! Well, down on the sea, there are three tall palm trees waving in the breeze, and they say that maybe Annie Palmer's three husbands are buried under those palm trees. Wrong! Did you know that in, uh, um, oh, fuck, what's it called? Jamaican is called... The Jamaican Patois. Patois, yeah. So, so in Patois, to say wow, you say blouse and skirt. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's right, fun. I found that out today. That's that's a good little bit of trivia. And you know what's great, Joel? It all goes downhill from here. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the that's that's my bright moment for the podcast. That's as high as I go. Yeah. Well, it's because witches and warlocks, uh, Zach and the Gack have braved international travel <laughs> as they have barely. landed barely <laughs> to stay at a hilton yeah they have they have they have flown uh, across a small portion of the ocean to go to rose hall in montego bay in jamaica rose hall of course is a famous plantation house and tourist destination and of course zach is being put up at the hilton he opens up the episode like an adam sandler movie with an advertisement for the hilton sun fun and relaxation <laughs> yes but of course the hilton is not where they're saying as zach says he likes places that give him trouble unfortunately for the beach these boys will be out getting in trouble we're not kens <laughs> no they are absolutely kevins because <laughs> they're kyles the, what they have been drawn here for is of course johnny cash's house because zach is a giant fanboy but to sell it to the travel channel they had to pretend that they cared about going to rose hall right the former plantation house where it's haunted by annie palmer that's right fucking slave torturer rapist and murderer <laughs> yes according to legend annie annie panderson married the owner of the estate john palmer and then killed john palmer and a couple more of her husbands and fell in love with her favorite slave taku who taught her voodoo and then she used voodoo to control the slaves but eventually used voodoo on the wrong person and then taku killed her now, did you look into the story at all, Eric? Unfortunately, Joel, I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unlike our fucking idiot boys. Yeah, unlike our idiot fucking idiot boys. Now, look, I'll hand it to Johnny Cash, okay? It's a great story. Good enough to be a novel. And that's about it. Yeah. And, and good enough to be a fun little song by the mm -hmm. man in black himself. Yeah. Unfortunately, this whole thing is completely based on no fact whatsoever. From the research I did, it's a fabrication based on a couple of reports from the time, kind of about other people, that was then put into a book uh. called The White Rich of Rose <laughs> Hall by Herbert D. Lisser. The legend of annie palmer being this person zach in a very interesting way 
is like, ah, yeah, okay, whatever, whatever. She tortured, she tortured and killed slaves. But really, what's so weird and fucked up is she had sex with them first, dude. Yes, yeah, as if, as if, like, slave owners fucking their slaves was like unheard of. A rich white lady having sex with her property? Now that's crazy in my book, Zach Bagans. <laughs> And it's also my definition of hot. We have traveled to the Caribbean Sea to investigate a woman by the name of Annie Palmer back in the early 1800s would secretly have sex with her slaves. But sex would be the least of Annie's crimes as all who shared her bed would meet their demise. I'm very uncomfortable right now. Now let me ruin all of this. Before yes, we please. even before we even have the fun of diving into this stupid piece of shit episode, let me just ruin the whole thing. I found a really good little synopsis of what happened here uh, by Stephen Barnes okay. from 2022 called The White Witch of Rose Hall, The Truth Behind This Jamaican Ghost Story on Exemplar.com. Yeah. Let me just give you a little bit of this. The true story of Annie Palmer is certainly less, much less dramatic than the legend. Annie Palmer was born Annie Mae Patterson, a Jamaican of Scots descent. She was not brought up in Haiti, nor did she have any Haitian nanny, and she most certainly had no training in voodoo. <laughs> in 1820, she did marry John Rose Palmer, the great nephew of the original John Palmer. John Rose Palmer was Annie's first and only husband. Yep. <laughs> there is little known about their life together, but it seems to have been a relatively normal and peaceful existence. Their time at Rose Hall was a short one, and neither of them died there. Yeah. Annie Palmer did not kill her husband. No. Or anybody else. <laughs> I know, and that's that's John, the fucking that's John, this whole thing is bullshit. Wait, John died in 1827 of natural causes. There's also no record of her ever having tortured or mistreated a slave. In fact, the estate had been cared for by just one or two slaves for years. <laughs> and once it was turned over to the receivers, John and Annie kept no slaves at all. When John died, what little interest Annie still had in the estate, she sold for 200 pounds. There you go. <laughs> when Annie herself died in 1846, 1846, Joel. Yeah. 15 years after when she was supposedly murdered by her slave lover. Yep. <laughs> she left what little she had to her granddaughter, Geolia Mary Spence. So it says, if the place is actually haunted, it can be said for certain that it has nothing to do with a white witch, murdered husbands, tortured slaves, or voodoo rituals. Though it could very well be Annie Palmer come back from the grave to clear her tarnished name. Yeah, that's a pretty good <laughs> summation. <laughs> okay, so we debunked that there, guys. Good job. You could still argue for the fact that this is haunted because it was an active plantation house. Yeah. It is a testament 
to how fucked up plantation slavery was in the Caribbean that the the rumors of a white witch who was having sex with and torturing and killing her slaves was like to the locals like yeah no i buy that 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 sounds right yeah it's almost like like the the one bit of legitimacy to this whole story is exactly that fact this story is believed because it's not unrealistic yeah this is all this is shit that fucking rich white people did we should be talking about the 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 slave rebellion of 1831 or whatever like that sounds interesting yeah at least and based on reality a much better recipe for trap souls but remember eric all of this doesn't matter not to zach because what (laughs) he cares about is johnny cash's house it would be a dream come true for myself and Nick and Aaron to investigate the house that he lived in. See, I thought you were going to ask me something hard. Like what? We can certainly do that. Really? It's that easy. Right away, as we talk to our first witness and guest, Beverly Gordon, the manager of Rose Hall, things are getting real weird. I'm taking you to Annie's bedroom where she seduced her husband. Hold on, let me get a little buzz first. Yeah, so she serves him the special witch's brew. It looks like a pineapple and rum drink, which is my favorite thing in the world. It's rum, fruit juice, and secret ingredients. Mm-hmm. And and I was really hoping, I'm, you know, if it's going to be a witch's brew, I'm hoping for something like, like crocodile eyes and testicles of a newt. <laughs> I want that. I don't want a very delicious sounding cocktail. Or maybe just, you know, put some Viagra in there to help his horniness because he really wants to fuck this witch, which I think in a problematic episode, Zach's approach to this legend that he believes as he's speaking to a woman who's from the area who could very well be descended from people who were enslaved not that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, I know she's evil, but uh, I kind of like her. You get it? You you know? Do you understand what I'm saying to you? He always finds a way to take the side of the oppressor. Every single time. Straight up a slave owner, rapist torturer and murderer and zach is like Auga. really cool and hot he's not just saying that to his boys either he's, he's no. looking a black woman in the face and he's like you you get it right like you know hopefully i'm good enough at chitty chitty bang bang zach is exactly the person who like when he hears about like like a 12 year old boy having sex with his teacher he's <laughs> like he's like nice yeah <laughs> No, I get it. I, yeah, listen, she's kind of fucked up for doing that, but I kind of like him fucked up. Oh, torture and murder? Was she hot? All right. Wait, did you say that she uh, tied men up and fucked them and then killed them? That sounds pretty good. I bet I could get out of there, but still get fucked. Oh, God. It's such a weird trait <laughs> of, like, of like toxic dudes to to think that there's... There's no way a woman can be threatening. So yeah. so a threatening woman is hot. Including one that committed acts of like cultural genocide. Right. 
if Hitler was a woman, Zach would be hard for her. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Annie, I'm a bachelor, and I'm looking for love in all the wrong places. Cheers. She didn't ever castrate anybody, did she? She at least is like, uh, do you think that your dicking down skills are good enough? <laughs> I do like that she puts him on blast. Like, this is a thing that I got confused about because they're talking about slave torturing and fucking, like, openly. And then Zach is like, maybe I'm going to have to get some chitty chitty bang bang tonight. Just why? Why are you why are you hiding behind the language now that you are going to do the fucking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It also suggests that Annie Palmer murdered everybody due to disappointing sex. Yeah, which... Hey, with the husbands? Yeah, that's okay. Maybe. <laughs> Corpulent, like, rich slave owners? Yeah. You know what? Hey, go, girl. You get it. I'm sure that her husband smelled like gin and had, like, <laughs> just rough hands and, and just... They never really did any physical labor. They just ate cheese all day. Joel... It's a made-up story, so we can we can create whatever kind of disgusting, piggish <laughs> creatures she was married to. She was married to uh, fucking Baratheon-style uh, <laughs> men who just were farting and, yeah. and jerking off openly. They had a thing for lizards for some reason, so they would only fuck lizards. Her first husband would pull up his corpulent gut after eating his third full turkey of the day. Yeah, put it on the table. Listen, darling, come down here and see what I've discovered. And he would grab his shrunken, shriveled penis foreskin and be like, I can make it sing a song to you. Ooh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes. Are... And then she stabbed them. She was like, you know what? I'm pouring hot oil in your ears. Yeah. Understandable. Understandable. Second husband was like one of the super inbred like royalty. Yeah, he was so inbred. He was so skinny. He had one of those like indented chests. Yeah. Uh and like he was like a like a bird skeleton. And yes. uh and, and... with one backwards club foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, just yeah. a gigantic hose like penis that could never get hard. So yeah. he would just rub he it, would just flop, flop it, it, flop it around. He would fold it over three times and put it in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he'd be like, Look, darling, I'm like a duck. It inflates inside. <laughs> yeah. Every time he ejaculated, he would pass out for 24 hours. It would take it would take three minutes to get to the tip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just think this is weird, guys. I think his version of being good at chitty chitty bang bang is getting in and out as fast <laughs> as he can. Chitty chitty bang bang, yeah, yeah. His his premise is that because the white witch would kill her lovers in the morning after a night of sex, he get in there and get out. Stealth bomber style. I think it is now officially canon that Zach likes to have sex to the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang theme song. Hey there, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, we love you. He yells Chitty Chitty Bang Bang at the end like Ace Ventura in Ace Ventura with Nature. And that's when he comes and then he runs away. Right now, I'm feeling something. Just go right through my body. Listen, I know we're, we're listen, we're getting excited here, okay? 
I'm feeling static right now. Our second guest, Michelle Rawlings, the owner of Rose Hall. Man, fucking land back, Joel. I got so mad when I realized it's still owned by a rich, old, white American woman. Fuck. I wrote down, uh, Michelle is keeping the proud tradition of taking Jamaican land and making the locals work for you. No shit! No shit! Oh my god, that, that, like... Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about it. That comes up in a little bit, but man, oh man. She talks about how they cut down the old whipping tree. Bullshit! Question mark. I'm sure there was a whipping tree, but it wasn't where fucking Andy Palmer jilled it. Here's my problem with it. She's not going to cut down uh, a whipping tree just because it was evil. Yeah, evil. That's bullshit. Like, fuck her for even suggesting that. She's like, oh, we tore it down because it was so evil. And it's like, yo, you you live in a plantation house. Like, <laughs> That's a good point. Like, There's lady, no unevil ground. Like, you fuck it. And you also have, like, sweaty old black men working there who, like... Yeah should be retired along with the the whole bullshit of like the three husbands are buried under the three palm trees on the fucking uh golf course fuck off it really makes it hard i i read that first before i watched the episode because when they got into it i was like wow this is an interesting story and the first result was like it's fake yeah I, my, my first question was, okay, just like the miner who lit his Bible on fire <laughs> and killed everybody, who fucking told this story? Yeah. Who told the story of her pouring scalding oil in the ears of her husband's corpse to make sure he was dead? Well, Eric, it was Herbert G. DeLisser, uh, the author of oh, a, The White right. Witch of Rose Hall. <laughs> Published in 1929. Oh, man. I get a nasty whiff of something putrid, even through my mask. Michelle gets mad at the groundskeeper. Oh, God. Yeah. So they're they're questioning the, the groundskeeper, Moses Williams, who is just a sweet old man. And then <laughs> they're like, oh, are you sweating so much because this story's so scary? And he's like, oh, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Not that I'm overworked in Jamaica and like 67 years old. It is such a batshit story. Like hardworking man who was outside the groundskeeper doing manual labor. Oh, and then Zach talks to two more groundskeepers and he speaks to them like children. Oh, I don't know if it's him or Eric or Nick is worse. Dude, it's so rough. So he's like, he's like, do you believe there are ghosts inside this house? <laughs> and they respond in perfectly Perfect English. clear English. Fucking, fucking uh, Harry and Aaron, Harry, Harry Vernal and Aaron Beckon. Yeah. Aaron immediately is like, speaks perfect English, like with like a British accent. He doesn't even sound Jamaican. And then fucking Nick makes it even worse. He drops some good bunker boy white tourist behavior here because he asks the men who have been speaking perfectly clear English, what do you call ghosts? You know, 
ghosts is what is ghosts oh god and they're like it it's called a duppy Zach can barely say the insult to Aaron through his heavily breathing oh, we, laugh. We call him D- Oh, we call him Duffy. He's Duffy. Uh, we have an Aaron. We have another Aaron, and his name is Duffy. Duffy. Dummy, Duffy, Duffy. Dumb, stupid, fucking dumb shit idiot. We call him a dumb shit idiot, Duffy, too. Uh, yeah. We must be Jamaican. What do you call ghost? Ghost is. What's the word for it? That's Duffy. Duffy? Yeah, man. Duffy. That's what we call him. Yeah. We call him Dopey. Dopey. <laughs> they do go. Then to Johnny Cash's house. Yes. Zach has been clear that he is afraid of travel. So I think the only way they were able to get him to do this was to tell him he could go visit Johnny Cash's place. And he is in (laughs) awe of this, this home. He's got such a fat boner for the idea that, that Johnny Cash haunts his fucking vacation home. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the home is left the same way when he lived here. This Everything is, is in his... place. Everything. So nothing's been touched. Nothing has been changed. Those are Johnny Cash's shoes. Johnny Cash's shoes. Just as he left. His them. worn shoes. I mean, hey, listen, if I was dead and I had the choice of homes to go back to, I'll take the vacation home. That's nice. You know what? If Al Capone is going to fucking haunt uh, a cell he was in for two hours once, or or, or a bunch of celebrities are going to haunt their fucking wax figures in Vegas, then sure, (laughs) sure. Johnny Cash is definitely haunting his vacation home in Jamaica. Now, I, I wanted to ask you a question, Eric. Yeah. What is the over-under that Zach either, A, smelled Johnny Cash's shoes when he (laughs) was alone, or B, jacked off somewhere in that house? He rubbed those shoes on his penis really quick. (laughs) He put his penis in one of the shoes really quick and and then, like, ran away and, like, (laughs) he was like, oh, oh, hmm. Aaron just peeks around the corner and, and like, Zach is, like, pulling open a drawer that has some Johnny Cash's clothes <laughs> in it. He's just smelling it. I just imagine him coming around the corner and see him with a shoe at his crotch. <laughs> and he's like, nothing, I'm just holding it. And he's like, what do you, you shouldn't hold that, dude. And he's like, get away. Aaron comes around the corner and, like, Zach is in the bed and he's, like, got Johnny Cash's shoe and he like, takes a big whiff and then sort of jams it down his pants and starts grinding on the shoe. He's got one right on his face and one right on his dick. And he, he shoots up when Aaron comes around the corner and the shoe is, like, stuck on his nose. <laughs> and then he does that... <laughs> Aaron does that thing where he just, like... He just like grouper mouths silently and then just like steps back out of the room and shuts the door, knowing <laughs> he, yeah he is he's better off just not mentioning anything. Joel, are we are we gonna skip over or are we gonna totally talk about the skit? Uh which one? Soccer? Soccer. Eric, we have to talk about soccer because it is 
incredibly important for a few things. Oh, it really is. First of all, it introduces the world to Jay Wasley. I did not Dude. think the Jay would be here this early. The fuck, right? Like, yeah. oh my God, premonition. So weird. So it was very disturbing to see Jay and Billy yeah. with Zach in the sixth season. And it's also disturbing to just see Billy in general because he's standing in the background and he looks in the shot. He looks like the rebellious teenager in a family Christmas card. Just baggy ass limp biscuit shorts and a fucking baggy shirt to hide his fucking pudding body. Dude. And like the fucking. Okay. So like, I know, I know it's just a bit. I know they were just trying to do a little bit because like everyone bullies Aaron. That's a bit. They do it. All the time. Mm -hmm. But the fucking gall. (laughs) They're all playing this stupid game and Aaron's being crazy and going really hard. He's really hard. He's going really hard. He's falling down and stuff. And fucking Billy. I'm finally like reaching the point that you're at of hating Billy. He's a bad person. (laughs) This moment, the gall of him coming over. He's the only one who's not running because he's a fucking pudding boy. (laughs) There's no footage of him doing anything badass. No. Oh, man. I don't know, dude. I knew that I knew it was a joke and I knew the fucking producers probably told him to do it. Uh, uh, No, Eric. (laughs) <laughs> I did some I did some digging. Oh, shit. I watched all of the Aaron's vlogs. No! Billy is an asshole. <laughs> He's not a good person. You, you know who's you know who insists on saying Yaman all the time is Billy. And Billy is just continue he just tries to dunk on people and seem cool. He is a shitty high school edgelord. <laughs> He should be constantly rolling slowly in the background on a skateboard because he doesn't want to walk anywhere. That's the vibe that Billy gives off. He would he would be a part of the trench coat mafia, um, yeah. along with uh, the Columbine shooters. I'm I'm he has school shooter vibes, really. Like <laughs> Billy's Billy's inherent sense oh. of superiority over others is a bit disturbing. Nick goes full monkey boy. Oh, yes. He hyper homeschools his way into actually scoring. This is shows, I think, one of the reasons why Zach does not like Nick. Zach is very proud of his physique. But when it comes to actual physical activity that isn't lifting weights for show muscles, Nick is clearly in better shape than Zach. Nick does a front flip. Aaron is running around. He's gasping for air. He's sweaty. Zach insists on being the goal and lets every ball go by him. Billy is like sitting on the sideline just being like, Aaron is fucking, oh, it's so pathetic to see them run. Oh, don't kick it over here. You almost hurt me. Please. Uh, Dude, that was like a slide tackle. Why do you, you can't take the ball like that. Uh. I'm sorry. I do believe these natives are are, (laughs) mm, cheating. I believe these cheating 
dirty savages are rigging the game so that they can win over us. Mm. I'm sorry, is this not a Hilton? Excuse me, sirs and madam, we are guests. <laughs> Zachary is paying your salary. It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. If you replay that video, I, I'm willing to bet that Zach asked them to let them have one because there's definitely an opposing player who was close to that ball who just kind of slows down and doesn't go for it and lets Nick <laughs> yeah. kick it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's because these Jamaican people are so fucking nice. <laughs> like, they yeah. don't run into, like, a bit of trouble. I can't imagine, like, <laughs> the, the pain... Of being in that position where your culture is monetized by this the, the oppressive white people, and then them just being like, "Hey, brother, bomba clot, eh? yeah, dude," <laughs> and they're just like, "Yes, yeah, man, right?" Uh, <laughs> God, dude. Oh yeah, man. There you go, man. Oh my God. This is the episode where I stopped believing. Joel. Oh, you stopped believing. I fully stopped believing. You know, there are times where I'm like, hey, maybe that little bit of evidence, maybe, maybe that little thing that's happening, maybe. But, yeah. but at this point, this level of like blatant bullshittery, they, they're going to need to do something really big in the next fucking episode to get me back because the last three have been such garbage witches and warlocks we're gonna need you to join in prayer <laughs> to make eric feel the magic again hex me into believing in ghosts again please listen i'm with you this was a hard one this is even a hard one to make fun of because not only is it a bad episode that's very racist, it's also boring. I mean, hey, I I actually like enjoyed this part even though it was very cringy. Uh -huh. Um because it's very much like th three dumbass white dudes go to a tourist town and everyone who's trying to make some money on the street tries to talk to them and it's and yeah. it's very very painful. Um, and they have a tour guide who is a lot more charming and a lot more funny than they are. My favorite character of the entire episode accosts them the minute they land in town. A fucking ripped up shirt fish hawker. Yeah. <laughs> this man is insane. And, yeah. and the fact that they gave him any attention at all... They're, they're like, oh, this is local flavor. I'm like, yo, get away from that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that man is nuts. Jerome, the tour guide, I'm pretty sure you don't see the scene where he was, was trying to be like, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, Ooh, no, 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 let's, no. okay. No, look, no, like, like that's the kind of person you avoid. You, you're from Vegas. You know, yeah. you know the kinds of people that you want to avoid on the street. Yeah. This one's just trying to sell you some random unhealthy fish he just caught and is saying you should eat them raw. Well, and Aaron is, is like, yeah, dude, this guy rules. Yeah, dude, hell yeah. Also, I 
I love that they made one of the biggest mistakes, which is they didn't even leave him with a no. They left him with a, let me get back to you on that. (laughs) If I'm hungry later, I'll come by and I'm, and I'll buy some of your rotting fish. (laughs) And the guy goes, yeah, just like fucking (laughs) loses, like goes crazy for a second. It would be great if in every shot in the background, you just saw him just like scuttling after them with his fish. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you pause it every time, you can see him just around a corner holding yeah. the fish, just like... <laughs> <laughs> They'll get hungry eventually. Zach's sitting down with his corn and jerk chicken, and then from out of frame, a, a red snapper just slaps Aaron in the face. <laughs> Eat it raw! <laughs> they look good. <laughs> All right. That guy is awesome. I also really enjoyed uh, Coconut Sex Vendor. Coconut Yes Man? Dude. Yeah. He's like, yeah, eat, eat, drink coconut milk because it's, it'll do everything for you. Listen, Eric, coconuts make you stronger, good for your bones, have all the vitamins, make you come hard, make you last longer. Make your sex right. Again, Zach drops you like, well, I'm going to need that if I'm going to have sex with Andy Palmer's ghost tonight in a community of people. Maybe they believe that this is true and it's a dark stain on the history. That's a weird vibe, Zach. Yeah, he is really going around town just being like, hey, uh, I have a date tonight. You want to hear with who? Fucking Annie Palmer. I'm going to fucking get it. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know, Andy Palmer, the one that like raped and murdered a bunch of your people. Yeah, I'm on. I'm going on a date with her. It's no big deal. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to survive. I'm going to be the one that survives. I had this coconut and my sex is right. According to that guy (laughs) right over there. Make your sex right. (laughs) Oh, I need that for Andy Palmer. You know, the whole thing rounds down after they embarrass (laughs) <laughs> Jerome on yes. camera jerking all my life <laughs> and I, and Jer- he's smooth too he's like no 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 mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. don't you do it yeah but Zach full beavers and butthead still anything penis or related he's just like <laughs> Dude, you heard what he said. <laughs> I, I, this might be Jerome's. This might be the worst day of his life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This might have been his biggest mistake. Jerome, you want one? I'm good. You sure? I'm sure. I'm sure. I've been jerking on my life. Whoa, what'd you say? No, 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 no. Leave that one alone. That's gonna get That's super gonna get edited. <laughs> they they leave the town and go to the grave of Annie Palmer. Right, because she's definitely in there. Yeah, the the grave, the tomb of somebody completely different. Man, just knowing. That not only is Annie Palmer not in there. <laughs> yeah. And they just do this whole thing of him just like, bah! 
Fine, torture. He just starts like scolding this this tomb, doing the photo shoot in the rain. Yeah, all all the boys are part of the Helena music video. <laughs> yeah, standing in the rain, posing in front of this tomb of some unknown person, which apparently they had three crosses on it on each side, except for the except for one side, because just in case the evil spirit wanted to come back they wanted to make sure the door was still open which you know who knows maybe that's a tradition maybe somebody really evil was buried there we're going to get into that a little bit later what's really important is that they get into the lockdown (laughs) yeah they do (laughs) which of course starts at johnny cash's house This is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. No! It's so clear that Zach was like, dude, we gotta do it. I love Johnny Cash. He's so He's cool. Favorite. He's my I- He's idol. He's my icon. He's my idol. I love him so much. Please, Travel Channel. I won't ask for a helicopter. Just let us do a lockdown here, please. Please. And they're like, fine, fucking go and hang out in his in the in a place where an old man used to live. Spend, spend his his like summers. Yeah, go go to a place where a country music music legend chilled. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, an old man just like sat around his pool. Not very exciting. Zach is fucking pumped. He is living the dream and it's possibly the most boring lockdown segment we've ever seen yeah so so first of all zach is like uh johnny cash is one of my idols and i think that is only because johnny cash is known as the man in black and zach desperately wants that to be his title the zach the man in black baggins Wait, boy in black. The boy. The, well, the, he the could be the boy in, in black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Johnny Cash was obviously more of a man. Now we know where that comes from. Yes, it's because he's like, well, I can't be the man in black because that's fucking that's that's old Johnny. I'm the boy because I'm so young and pert. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm like a little bit more impish and uh, you know, perspicacious. My body's a little bit more taut. Oh, pink, ready. <laughs> Smooth, unlike the crags Smooth. of the man in black. <laughs> That's right, the man in black, yes, he's long gone. He's He lived a hard life. <laughs> I am taut and I'm I'm turgid and ready. I, I can get a boner immediately upon a thought. You may have heard of my uh, prodigious skills at Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> uh, Johnny Cash, he's dead, so he can't do that anymore. <laughs> oh, well, I don't want to be called the boy in black. We all have names. Zach sees the millimeter go off once by Johnny Cash's alligator trophy. <laughs> and then Eric by his shoes. So excited that the Melmeter's doing exactly what it does every single time. I hate the Melmeter so much. I wonder how much electromagnetic energy does come have? Because Zach obviously squirted 
as much as he could all over that house. Fresh ecto, fresh ecto <laughs> all over those shoes. They sit down to do an EVP session with their brand new piece of EVP technology. Did you understand what differentiates this? It I think it just it just shows the waveform of like what they're recording. It balances to the white noise of the room and then you could see variations against that. Right, which like I feel like that's that's not a big leap in technology. No, I, I'm pretty sure that's just how a lot of recorders work, especially professional recorders. If they had purchased some good recording equipment, they they could have had this years ago. But good equipment doesn't get results for them. They need the cheapest bullshit they can get. Oh, yes. Like a recorder from fucking the Dollar General. And they're like, oh, this will do it. Talking to the little red light. Oh, it's ran out of batteries already. That must be paranormal. Yep. <laughs> Fucking Galka. Also, man, this sequence makes me realize why we need the boys to be uh, taunting. We need provocation. Because when these boys are sitting around absolutely slobbing the knob (laughs) of the the supposed possible ghost that's there. Like, Aaron is, like, sucking that dick. I can't think of anybody that the ghost of Johnny Cash would want to talk to less (laughs) than three adult male fanboys. Idiots who don't know how to play the guitar. Like, yeah, <laughs> like really like wh- like Johnny Cash in summer in Jamaica to hang out with his fans. That time you did that song with Nine Inch Nails. It changed my life. Yes, I too felt hurt. I've had sex to that song. <laughs> so <laughs> almost as many times as I've had sex to Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's those two songs on a loop. He he plays I hurt. hurt to- <laughs> the two least horny. Those are the, le- the damn dude. If you ever want someone to leave and you don't <laughs> want to have sex with them, put on those two songs on a playlist and you're good. Zach is asking for intelligent spirits, and then Aaron's like, "Hey, inclusivity. We want some of you dumb motherfuckers to talk too." You know, you're non-intelligent spirits. Yeah, and they're like, oh, you'd be residual, idiot. Dubby Guppy, you, you're a dum-dum, and you're going to die and be stupid as a ghost. You're going to be just a door that shuts all the time. <laughs> That's what you're going to be. <laughs> and Nick Nick has a moment of, of actual self-reflection because Zach is like, listen, we're funny people. And Nick takes to the camera, at least we think we are. But they all laugh. Like Johnny Cash is in the room. It is so embarrassing (laughs) that these grown ass men act like this. Eric, I honestly think the reason they got so little activity in this location is I think that Johnny Cash has so much secondhand embarrassment as a ghost that he died all over again. Yeah. He, he moved on. This was, this is what pushed him, pushed him into the light. He was like, he was like, I, I really liked hanging out here. I, I liked haunting this spot. And then they were like, Hey, we're from the travel (laughs) channel. And he's like, Hmm. 
I guess I better move on. And he just turned into the light and walked away. Time to hit the old dusty trail there, partners. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hurt just comes on the minute those boys step in. Yeah. Oh, God, this is my time. (laughs) That old familiar sting. Yeah, I think Johnny Cash's ghost moved on. He got instantly reincarnated as the closest cockroach to Zack to (laughs) fuck with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he, <laughs> that's what they, they actually discovered him. He, he's like Oogie Boogie. Um, <laughs> and when he died, he, he, his bugs escaped. And that's what's living in the basement is what's left of Johnny Cash. My bugs! My bugs! My bugs! Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we do learn that Zach has, again, a problem with nature. So so he discovers that they have a basement, which that that's the only exciting part of this entire episode. He opens a door and he's like, wait a minute, we weren't shown this area. And he's like, <laughs> it's a basement. And then uh, Aaron does this like quick take to Nick and it's like, oh, something might happen. Ooh, excitement. Yeah. And then they go down there and it's full of cockroaches and Zach's like, oh, I want no. I grew up in Florida. And I it's have gross. trauma. I have trauma. He says he's traumatized by cockroaches. Yeah, he'd rather share a, a share a sleeping bag with a demon. I do have a question for you, Eric. What did the cockroaches do to Zach to make him this scared? They crawled on him. They that's it. They touched him. They crawled on him. Got around on his on his body. And he did not consent. He woke up one day and he he just reached down his pubescent ween (laughs) rising in the morning. (laughs) And he looked down like like fucking Joe's apartment and there's a fucking cockroach right on the tip. Yeah. (laughs) It just flies at his face. It's one of the reasons why Zach has a really odd relationship with sex and sexuality is because every time he looks at his own penis, he just sees a cockroach. Yeah, he he washed it for 10 hours. (laughs) I'll never be clean! And in very hot water, so he killed feeling in the tip. He scalded his tip, yeah. (laughs) There it is. That's what it is. He has no feeling in the tip of his dick because of cockroaches. Yeah, that is traumatizing. (laughs) Zach, we love you on this podcast. I would suggest seeing therapy about your cockroach dick-based fears. Your cockroach cock. (laughs) Oh, that's giving a new name for a cockroach. Oh, yeah. Hey, a big old cockroach. Hey. I noticed a tendency for this program to get rather silly. Now, I do my best to keep things moving along. But I'm not having things getting silly. Well, they leave the house with no evidence, and they go to Rose Hall to what could be the most problematic segment in Ghost Adventures history. How many times are we going to say that in this podcast? Oh, this is... Man, I fucking... I love this scene. (laughs) (laughs) I love this so much. Yeah, yeah, because Zach... Much to Billy's disappointment. Dude, Joel, it's not Billy's disappointment. If you look at Zach's face when he (laughs) introduces this fucking security guard as a sex fucking sacrifice, the look on his face, 
Yeah. I, I don't know if this was his idea. I think it was one of those things where, where somebody else came up with it and he was like, no, no, wait, I'm, <laughs> it's for me. And they were like, no, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes a lot more sense. And he's like, mm, no, please. And so they find somebody who's taller than Zach. Taller and beefier. Just a big honk of a man. Wilson, the security guard. Yeah, that's right. Wilson! Wilson! <laughs> Wilson, I'm sorry! <laughs> well, they should say sorry to Wilson because this is one of those things. We don't have to labor on it too long, but like the context of being like, Hey, local, come to this former plantation house so that you could be a sexual sacrifice to the ghost of a woman who used to rape and murder your ancestors. That's not a good look, even if it on paper makes sense for what you're trying to do. I do love this guy. Oh, yeah. I I love... (laughs) How, how scared he is um, because like when he comes in you're like damn he's a security guard and he's like a big beefy guy and he's like really tall um, I'm like hell yeah dude this guy's gonna be like on it and the minute he walks in he's like oh no 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 oh, no, oh, no no no, no. <laughs> they've they've made Wilson hold an EVP, EVP recorder near his his private area, his chitty chitty bang bang parking spot, as they've set a bunch of EMF pumps and tr- detectors around him, and they keep triggering as as Zach is asking questions, and then Wilson keeps talking about how afraid he is. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, oh, I'm getting really sweaty. <laughs> he's like, and Zach's like. We can tell that Wilson is in the middle of a sexual fa- haze. He's he's in a sexual haze. He, you know, he calls it a state of sexual relaxation, which is the opposite state, of what's happening. A state of sexual relaxation. That's what that's what fucking Zach thinks sexual relaxation is like. Is this being like I'm really scared? That's right. <laughs> of course yeah, he does. I mean, yes, of course, Eric. Yeah. Fear is Zach's number one boner position. <laughs> the only time he's ever been like, yeah, I really pleased that girl is when she was like sweating and being like, I'm really scared right now. They know that they can get to you and they see the emotions that they can cause you. They get off on that. They bring the EVP recorder to Billy, who was disappointed that he had to just watch somebody other than Zachary try and fuck this ghost. Yes, he's like... Can the big oaf leave, please? Uh, Zachary, I didn't realize that we would have to continue being around the working class. (laughs) I already had to play soccer with the natives. Please, I'm so tired of having to share space with the locals. Of course the EVPs are a little bit lacking, because you and your prowess should have been on display. Why weren't you there with your shirt removed for her? Yes. Perhaps she would uh, come back to uh, the white light if you (laughs) simply showed her the prowess of your body. (laughs) This is the sound of Billy Tolly sighing deeply. (sighs) So their first EVP is clearly 
Zach sharding his pants <laughs> because he's been eating weird local food all day and raw coconut. Which is a diuretic. <laughs> it is. Like, man, you're not used to it. He's just like scraping the gelatinous insides. Like, yo, boy's sharting. <laughs> yeah. The next EVP they claim says, oh my God goodness <laughs> which they look at they look at wilson's like hey yeah hey, oh yeah really she's in, hey, big boy big boy this is actually like quite fitting for if there is a ghost there that didn't fucking torture and murder everybody and they're like hey annie we got this hunk of a man here. He's got a big old sausage in his pants. If you want to get in there, ooh, <laughs> check him out. He wants it. He wants to fuck you. And she's just like, oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, my wow. goodness. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, ooh, good heavens. But, of course, Zach thinks it's an oh, my goodness of horniness, which is why he goes for a high five to Wilson who doesn't see it at first. And then as he's abandoning it, uh, Wilson does make contact and they do the worst, like, makeup high five. Fuck, shit. Uh, hang on, hang on, dude. Like, no, no, no. Like, go again, go again. Fuck. Go again, dude. I'm not this uncool. Please, please do it again. Please, please. No, I'm awesome. Bro, okay? turn off the cameras, guys. Erase that. Do it again. We have to do it again. Show the fucking footage of Jerome saying he jerks jerks it a lot again yeah dude show that because he's gay yeah. <laughs> right i'm not i, I would never be. me never me but like i want to fuck annie right listen i've never jerked it in my life who does that i would do i wouldn't do that i only i only come inside women <sighs> yeah or around them or in shoes or, or <laughs> of women of of of, well, of women, very of course, attractive of course, of course. women and never with cockroaches around. Never with cockroaches or old men who are dead. <laughs> well, they, they release Wilson from this problematic offering. They all go lie in different beds in the different rooms. The boys pose as the three dead husbands. The three non-existent dead husbands. <laughs> and Zach gets a little kinky. He's, he's asking for hot oil. <laughs> To be poured on him. And he's playing with seductively with a knife. This is why Billy paid for his own plane ticket to be down there. <gasps> I think I think Billy exerted as much willpower as he's ever done in his life to not run upstairs to rub oil all over Zach's body. He asked for the oil and Jay's like, dude, don't. No, he's talking to ghosts. Stop. Don't go up there. No, wait, wait. Jay, do not start this. Jay. You and I are allies in this quest. Jay, step away from the door. Jay, step away. <laughs> His skin must be so chapped from this horrid weather. I must go and oil him. That, that's where Jay started practicing salt circles because he was just <laughs> putting up any kind of spiritual blockade against Billy's horniness he yeah. possibly could. There was a battle that night and it was off camera between Jay and, and Billy. And the only way that Jay could get Billy off of him was to agree to Billy's uh, plan 
to get Nick kicked off the show. Yeah. It's the only way I let go is if you <laughs> follow through on the ultimate plan. Billy drags a knife across his hand and like extends it to Jay. Seal the oath. Seal it. Press <laughs> your hand, pussy, against mine. And then Billy spends the next hour just showing Jay his folder of all of his personal recordings of Zach Bacon. <laughs> He's already like lays out his plan like fucking Kevin McAllister. <laughs> I notice something is very off with Billy and I get concerned. This is where we're going to have to go on a little Bible study about Aaron. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Did you just hear a voice? Because Witches and Warlocks, I said last time that this episode was iconic. I was very excited for it. Yeah. I am regretful of that excitement now. Oh, yeah. No, I thought about that while I finished this episode where I was like, oh. When I heard that Aaron was cursed by a witch in Jamaica and we were going to Jamaica, I was like, I can't wait to see this on camera. That's not what happened. No. But he does claim that this moment in the episode of him around the tomb before he turned on the cameras is how he got his attachment. No if I may read way on the Aaron Goodwin website, AaronGoodwinCollections.com. It's not called big No big Steppen is his, his, his clothing line, Eric. Oh. He, he states that he has three spirits that have attached to him and that he communicates with them all at home. <laughs> The first is from Bobby Mackey's. The second was picked up in Scotland from Chris Ascari. Uh, Chris Ascari no. attached his vampire energy <laughs> to him. No. And let me read this because this is insane. Oh, okay. The second spirit. Uh, should I do Aaron? Uh, the second spirit is something that I picked up in Scotland. I call it the vampire energy. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do my voice. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to do. Ooh, fucking Patrick, Patrick Star. Star. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I met some people in Scotland that performed a test on me to see how my energy was. The experiment would be something that changed me forever. I can't tell you exactly what this experiment was or what it was supposed to do. Okay. There are other groups out there that claim that something through blood or whatever, but I learned from the pure source and not some wannabe source. Which is true, he was hanging with Chris Ascari, Vampire Lord. Straight up, he can't tell you because it was deeply illegal. He did some fucking, like, ketamine and ended up at the blood orgy with fucking uh, Chris Ascari and his hot, weird Scottish friends. Yeah, Chris Ascari brought them to his sex island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they tried to whisper at him, but because they're Scottish, they can't. So they all just yeah. screamed into his ears. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Basically, uh, Aaron had blood pudding and haggis, and he, they thought it was a ritual, but it was just that they had. <laughs> what am I eating here, dude? What is this, a baby? <laughs> <laughs> I can say this test was supposed to show a cut on one's hand if they were a part of something significant from the past. Seven cuts appeared on my hand. And let's just say they thought I was something special. Does, is he talking about just fucking the, 
palm lines? He's implying that cuts, a ritual was made that was allowed cuts to appear on his hand. <laughs> okay. The third spirit is the witch from Jamaica. I wanted to put this whole follow me home spirits thing to the test. I was going to make sure that I was right. As I walked into the forest where her grave was, I gave myself a few minutes before I started to roll the camera. I walked up to her grave, got down on my knees, placed my hands on her tomb, and silently meditated until we connected. What? I connected with her spirit during the interviews, so during the investigation that night, I returned to how I felt when we communed earlier. After I felt energy, I opened my eyes and stretched out my left arm to the center of her grave. I took the side of my thumb and placed it on her tomb. As I pulled back by hand, some of my thumb's skin scraped, leaving a bit of blood on her grave. I took a small, already broken piece off the spot where her body lies. As I did, I said, you have a piece of me, and I... Have a piece of you. What the fuck? Please do not do this, Aaron says. What What the fuck, Aaron? You didn't film this? He says, I don't know what came over me. I just did it. After I ask, what the fuck did I just do? I knew this was gonna be interesting. Yeah, that's me. I just did a ritual. <laughs> Why? I don't know. But over the years, me and that spirit became very close. It was scary at first. So he thinks that Annie Palmer is haunting him. Yeah. He believes that Annie Palmer is the white witch. So he believes he is haunted by Annie Palmer. He even says that all of the ladies that I have dated over the years have seen her in my hallway. But after a while, I guess we had an understanding. When times are rough, I always feel her comfort me. It's odd, but she is the main spirit that I communicate with at home. I have seen her so many times, and when I'm down or depressed, she is around to protect me. She looks after me when stuff gets crazy. There are many stories to tell, but that's for later. What the fuck, Aaron? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> okay, so like, if it were just some witch from Jamaica... If yeah. it was just fucking, if it was just Miss Cleo's ghost sticking around with Aaron, I'd be all about it. That'd be really cool. But he believes it's the rapist, murderer, torturer, Annie Palmer. That now comforts him. Oh, Aaron, you dumb <laughs> dipshit. You fucking dipshit. Like Aaron, he's definitely not going to be an intelligent spirit when he goes. He'll be the clumsy one that makes a lot of noises. Aaron is having his moment at the tomb, getting possessed by the non-existent ghosts. And fucking Zach is taking pictures, hoping for the best. Zach does some ambush photography, gets a... A very unconvincing photograph that they study for too long because it's obviously just matrixing, which at least they call out. It's not even matrixing. It's literally just like a lamp on a table. And he's like, <laughs> oh, that's an elbow. It's all bullshit. Except for poor Aaron. Aaron's out there freaking out because there's cracks. The sounds of something approaching him from the woods. 
which I'd be terrified. Something is crawling towards the bushes and he bolts, which is the right thing to do. And I think you and I know exactly what it was. What? what? Oh, it was the fish salesman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fish salesman is like, you say you come back. That's really funny, though, because you can hear several footsteps. Mm. So I think the fish salesman may have teamed up with our favorite old mud man. Oh, yes. <laughs> Richard Sennett snuck on a fucking airline. <laughs> he, like, hid in a piece of... of <laughs> he hid himself in a crate. No, there's a shot on, on from the airline as it's about to take off and running impossibly fast is this nude man. Nude and man as covered the, in mud. It, as the plane takes off, he leaps up and grabs the, the wheel and he gets sucked up into the slithers, wheel well. Slithers up inside. That's right. And the air traffic control guys are like, should we say anything? Or, <laughs> ah, did, fuck. Did you see a, a naked mud man run really fast? Dude, it's not worth the paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just cuts to the air cat traffic controller from airplanes like, chose a horrible day to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> As they can't believe they saw a naked muddy man run at a hundred miles an hour to, to catch up with this plane, and and he he crawled through the the belly of that plane to find Aaron and began whispering to him through the walls. Just just before touchdown, just before touchdown, he leapt out into the ocean, yeah, to swim ashore at the Hilton. Yeah, that guy, that guy didn't catch those fish. Oh, he came out with them in his mouth. And he came to that gentleman's like, you will meet a large white man with a grouper mouth. Use these fish <laughs> to gain their favor. Never leave him alone. <laughs> you, my Padawan. <laughs> man, I wish that's where we could leave the episode because that's it. That's it. That's it for evidence, but Zach and Billy, of course, go on a nice date to go back oh. to Johnny Cash's house. Oh my god, dude. I wish they had just left the episode as a dud, and instead, they do a mad dash at the end to, like, try to legitimize all of it, and it's it makes it worse. Oh, very much so. Yeah, they capture Johnny Cash's voice, apparently, saying, I do. <laughs> Which we it's already know so that Johnny Cash has moved on to the next realm because yeah. of secondhand embarrassment. Oh my god, dude. This scene is like the most obvious defensive move on their part, where they're like, uh, so like... Basically, we got nothing, and everything was debunked, but huh, once we got rid of those fucking Klingons, yeah. it was just me and Billy, and we went on our own adventure. Billy pressed the secret button that played a Johnny Cash lyric <laughs> through the fucking I radio. I do. <laughs> and then he fucking, he, they reviewed it, and they mashed up the waveform to the same audio clip, and Billy was like, boom, there's your evidence. This is why you have me, Zach. 
I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out! I'm out. I'm out. Good idea. Great idea. Well, Eric, it's time to fucking get out of this episode. What did you think? Oh, top five. Such a good episode. Really good evidence. They clearly did their research. And uh, man, they just proved to me that this is a real haunting. And, and my my view of reality is shaken. The paranormal has been definitively proved in this episode by Zach Bagans. Johnny Cash, talk to them. Do, do you like Johnny Cash's music? I do. Uh, yeah, I made it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, this episode's <laughs> fucking garbage, and I think it's time to just challenge Zach to come fight us in the dark, because there's nothing else to say. Yeah, dude, just, God, drop the bullshit and come fight us already. Fuck. <laughs> this is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. This episode, to me, showed two things. Two ways that we can get at Zack. A thing that he might not want to admit that he desires, and a thing that he fears more than anything. And I think we give him a good one-two punch. We say, hey, Zach, we have you figured out. You're scared of big, strong, mean women. And we think that you don't have the courage to get tied down to a bed by a real dominatrix. A real mean woman. Okay. Zach's all about facing his fears. He says that all the time. I've faced snakes. I've faced cockroaches. And now I will face my fear of mean women. Wink. He thinks he's got one over on us because secretly he really wants his ass kicked by a strong and mean lady. Mm. So we tie him down and (laughs) the curtain parts and there's... Just a gigantic woman. Oh, yes. Such a cruel mistress. And she's playing coy. She's got, you know, a little leather skirt on. And she's just walking up and he, she's rubbing him with a little paddle. It's like, oh, are you a bad boy? <laughs> and Zach is like, this is great. This is exactly <laughs> how I've always pictured this in my fantasies. And then she steps over him straddling him and he looks up upper skirt and he's like i'm excited to see what's about to happen and she opens up a hidden compartment under there and drops cockroaches all over his face okay <laughs> and then she just walks out Joel, and zach Joel, is just, just ruined Joel, i love when i can tell that you're just coming up with it on the fly. <laughs> but, Joel, I have something even better to add to this. Please do. I think we're going to have to do a little bit of ghost summoning ourselves. Uh-huh. For, to make this challenge even more intense. Because I don't think Zach is going to fully be destroyed and frightened and, dis- and disturbed if a real corporeal woman sits on him, I think we need a ghost. We need a spirit, a powerful spirit, a powerful voodoo spirit. And we also need a lesbian. 
<laughs> yeah. So, Joel, I'm going to need to take part in some of the most intense summoning rituals to bring back to life Miss Cleo. <laughs> Miss Cleo from television. Yeah. Yes, she came out as a lesbian oh. in, in 2006, and then she died in 2016. Okay, okay. And that's right. That's why I want to bring back the greatest voodoo witch of all time, yes. Miss Cleo, <laughs> a, an amazing grifter, a large, intense woman, and a woman who wants nothing to do with Zach Baggins. A spirit so powerful, able to titillate and frighten and harangue <laughs> this boy, a strap to his bed, and she will, much like Oogie Boogie before her, <laughs> bust a seam and release. My bugs! My bugs! <laughs> <laughs> Call me now for your free bugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, you know, I think that, that is uh, a really perfect addition to this whole thing because we're really trying to break down Zach uh, spiritually and ruin whatever shred of concept he has of sex and sexual relationships. I think that seeing a bunch of cockroaches fly out of Mrs. Cleo's lesbian ghost vagina... <laughs> is probably the thing that puts him in the padded room for the rest of his existence. Yeah, yeah, and he may he may have had one leg up on us. He may think, "Oh yeah, huh, I know that these that these straps I have in my dungeon are easy release." And he'll try <laughs> to pull and he'll realize, "Oh my god, I'm being held in place by the fish man and Richard Sennett." <laughs> As they laugh maniacally, a naked white man covered in mud and a crazed Jamaican man covered in fish there is no pair i think that are more appropriate to assist you in the summoning ritual than richard said it <laughs> naked and muddy and the fishmonger that is how you get miss cleo to show up you know unfortunately i think they're probably also ghosts <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey more power hey, to more it more scary <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i think we did it is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. But, buddy, we are we did it. We are at oh, the end Christ. Thank of God. season six. I don't know how we've made it this far. Dude, this has been so rough. Next time, we can only hope as they go to old Charleston jail. Boy, this doesn't sound good. The description says, Zach, Nick, and Aaron explore an old jail with two fans. <laughs> no! Well, Witches of Warlocks. God, I hope it's Bailey. We uh, we may be back next time. <laughs> Dude, we cannot quit on season six. We have so much left. I know. Dude, holy shit. We, okay, so we had a fan reach out, Rick. Not only did he say, hey, give a little shout out to my sweet wife, Dinah. Oh, Dina, Dina, hey Dina. It's, Dina, it's Dina. Yeah, we get we get messages from Dina all the time, and they got mess they got married uh, in in October, and uh, they <laughs> wanted us to say happy anniversary, un. But you know, it's well past October now. God damn it, Eric. Hey, <laughs> look. But he also said, hey, I feel so sorry for you guys because it gets so bad. 
<laughs> and I said, I know, and I'm terrified. So, witches, at least some of our witches and warlocks understand the pain it's going that that's coming for us. Yeah. Well, uh, Rick and Dina, from the bottom of, of my pained and cold heart, I do wish you all the best. Happiest of anniversaries, late <laughs> anniversary. Yeah. Thank you for fucking listening. That rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that we were able to give you a shout out. Yeah, we're so good. We're so good at this. Listen, we're trying. Uh, <laughs> but hey, Rick and Dina, we fucking love you. All the rest of you are witches and warlocks who have been with us for six seasons. We're coming up on the seventh season. That's so fucking exciting. Oh, God. I also just realized it's Rick and Dina Palmer. <gasps> oh, my God. They're not real at all. We got to run. I am haunted. Bump, bump, bump. <laughs> I love you, Eric. I must go cleanse. Yeah, I love you too, buddy. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> All right, all you witches and warlocks, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, and Twitter at CFMITD. You can also join us on Patreon at CFMITD for exclusive content like our continued paranormal challenge series, Come Fight Me in the Dark After Dark for all the content that's too hot for the pod, and other exciting new content we come up with. Send us an email at comefightmeinthedark at gmail.com and don't forget to check out our brand new website at comefightmeinthedark.com for all the art, news, and merch we have. We love you all and have a good night. Good night.